Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 201. As we look at uh, Jeremiah again today, we're working through this longer book in the Old Testament. We hear some famous words that often are quoted uh, in Jeremiah 29 in particular about God having plans for us. And as we see the context from Jeremiah 27, 28, and 29, we'll recognize that often those words, famous words, are taken out of context and lose their proper meaning. And so today as we work through that in James 4, we'll see a lot about what God's plan is and what it means and how to live in response to it. So let's get into Jeremiah 27 through 29. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah early in the reign of Josiah's son, King Zedekiah of Judah, The Lord said to me, Make a yoke out of leather straps and wooden crossbars and put it on your neck. Use it to send messages to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon. Send them through the envoys who have come to Jerusalem to King Zedekiah of Judah. Charge them to give their masters a message from me. Tell them, The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to give your masters this message. I made the earth and the people and animals on it, by my power and my great strength, and I will give it to whomever I see fit. I have all this time placed all these nations of yours under the power of my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have even made all the wild animals subject to him. All nations must serve him and his son and grandson until the time comes for his own nation to fall. Then many nations and great kings will in turn subjugate Babylon." But suppose a nation or a kingdom will not be subject to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Suppose it will not submit to the yoke of servitude to him. I, the Lord, affirm that I will punish that nation. I will use the king of Babylon to punish it with war, starvation, and disease until I have destroyed it. So do not listen to your prophets or to those who claim to predict the future by divination, by dreams, by consulting the dead, or by practicing magic. They keep telling you, You do not need to be subject to the king of Babylon. Do not listen to them, because their prophecies are lies. Listening to them will only cause you to take away, cause you to be taken away, far away from your native land. I will drive you out of your country, and you will die in exile. Things will go better for the nation that submits to the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon and is subject to him. I will leave that nation in its native land. Its people can continue to farm it and live in it. I, the Lord, affirm it. I told King Hezekiah of Judah the same thing. I said, Submit to the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Be subject to him and his people. Then you will continue to live. There is no reason why you and your people should die in war or from starvation or disease. That's what the Lord says will happen to any nation that will not subject, be subject to the king of Babylon. Do not listen to the prophets who are telling you that you do not need to serve the king of Babylon, for they are prophesying lies to you. For I, the Lord, affirm that I did not send them. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. If you listen to them, I will drive you and the prophets who are prophesying lies out of the land, and you will all die in exile. I also told the priests and all the people, 
The Lord says, Do not listen to what your prophets are saying. They are prophesying to you that the valuable articles taken from the Lord's temple will be brought back from Babylon very soon. But they are prophesying lies to you. Do not listen to them. Be subject to the king of Babylon. Then you will continue to live. Why should this city be made a pile of rubble? I also told them, If they are really prophets and the Lord is speaking to them, let them pray earnestly to the Lord of heaven's armies. Let them plead with him not to let the valuable articles that are still left in the Lord's temple in the royal palace of Judah and in Jerusalem be taken away to Babylon. For the Lord of heaven's armies has already spoken about the two bronze pillars, the large bronze basin called the sea, and the movable bronze stands. He has already spoken about the rest of the valuable articles that are left in this city. He has already spoken about these things that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon did not take away when he carried Jehoiakim's son, King Jeconiah of Judah, and the nobles of uh, Judah and Jerusalem away as captives from Jerusalem to Babylon. Indeed, the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, has already spoken about the valuable articles that are left in the Lord's temple, in the royal palace of Judah, and in Jerusalem. He has said, They will be carried off to Babylon. They will remain there until it is time for me to show consideration for them again. Then I will bring them back and restore them to this place. I, the Lord, affirm this. The following events occurred in the same year, early in the reign of King Zedekiah of Judah. To be more precise, it was the fifth month of the fourth year of his reign. The prophet Hananiah, son of Azur, who was from Gibeon, spoke to Jeremiah in the Lord's temple in the presence of the priests and all the people, saying, The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I will break the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Before two years are over, I will bring back to this place everything that King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took from it and carried away to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jehoiakim's son, King Jeconiah of Judah, and all the exiles who were taken to Babylon. Indeed, the Lord affirms it. I will break the yoke of servitude to the king of Babylon. Then the prophet Jeremiah responded to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the Lord's temple. The prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do all this. May the Lord make your prophecy come true. May he bring back to this place from Babylon all the valuable articles taken from the Lord's temple and the people who are carried into exile. But listen to what I say to you and to all these people. From earliest times, the prophets who preceded you and me invariably prophesied war, disaster, and plagues against many countries and great kingdoms. So if a prophet prophesied peace and prosperity, it was only known that the Lord truly sent him when he prophesied, what he prophesied came true. The prophet Hananiah then took the yoke of the prophet Jeremiah's neck and broke it. Then he spoke to all the people in, the presence, in their presence and said, The Lord says, In the same way I will break the yoke of servitude of all the nations to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon before two years are over. After he heard this, the prophet Jeremiah departed and went on his way. But shortly after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke off the prophet Jeremiah's neck, the Lord's message came to Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah that the Lord says, You have indeed broken the wooden yoke, but you have only succeeded in replacing it with an iron one. For the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I have put an irresistible yoke of servitude on all these nations, so they will serve King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and they will indeed serve him. I have even given him control over the wild animals. Then the prophet Jeremiah told the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord did not send you. You are making these people trust in a lie. So the Lord says, I will most assuredly remove you from the face of the earth. 
You will die this very year because you have counseled rebellion against the Lord. In the seventh month of that very same year, the prophet Hananiah died. The prophet Jeremiah sent a letter to the exiles Nebuchadnezzar had carried off from Jerusalem to Babylon. It was addressed to the elders who were left among the exiles, to the priests, to the prophets, and to all the other people who were exiled in Babylon. He sent it after King Jeconiah, the queen mother, the palace officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and the metal workers had been exiled from Jerusalem. He sent it with Elasa, son of Shephan, and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah. King Zedekiah of Judah had sent these men to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. The letter said, The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to those, all those he sent into exile to Babylon from Jerusalem, build houses and settle down, plant gardens and eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons and allow your daughters to get married so that they too can have sons and daughters. Grow in number, do not dwindle away. Work to see that the city where I sent you as exiles enjoys peace and prosperity. Pray to the Lord for it, for as it prospers, you will prosper. For the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, Do not let the prophets among you or those who claim to be able to predict the future by divination deceive you, and do not pay any attention to the dreams that you are encouraging them to dream. They are prophesying prophesying lies to you and claiming my authority to do so. But I did not send them. I, the Lord, affirm it. For the Lord says, Only when the 70 years of Babylonian rule are over will I again take up consideration for you. Then I will fulfill my gracious promise to you and restore you to your homeland. For I know what I have planned for you, says the Lord, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. When you call out to me and come to me in prayer, I will hear your prayers. When you seek me in prayer and worship, you will find me available to you. If you seek me with all your heart and soul, I will make myself available to you, says the Lord. Then I will reverse your plight and will gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have exiled you, says the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I exiled you. You say, the Lord has raised up prophets of good news for us here in Babylon. But just listen to what the Lord has to say about the king who occupies David's throne and all your fellow countrymen who are still living in this city, Jerusalem, and were not carried off into exile with you. The Lord of heaven's army says, I will bring war, starvation, and disease on them. I will treat them like figs that are so rotten they cannot be eaten. I will chase after them with war, starvation, and disease. I will make them. I will make all the kingdoms of the earth horrified at what happens to them. I will make them examples of those who are cursed, objects of horror, hissing scorn, and ridicule among all the nations where I exile them. For they have not paid attention to what I said to them through my servants the prophets whom I sent to them over and over again, says the Lord. All you exiles have not paid any attention to them either, says the Lord. So pay attention to the Lord's message. All you exiles whom I have sent to Babylon from Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, also has something to say about Ahab, son of Koaliah, and Zedekiah, son of Messiah, who are prophesying lies to you and claiming my authority to do so. I will hand them over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, 
and he will execute them before your very eyes. And all the exiles of Judah who are in Babylon will use them as examples when they put a curse on anyone. They will say, May the Lord treat you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon roasted to death in the fire. This will happen to them because they have done what is shameful in Israel. They have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives and have spoken lies while claiming my authority. They have spoken words that I did not command them to speak. I know what they have done. I have been a witness to it, says the Lord. The Lord told Jeremiah, Tell Shemaiah the Nihalamite that the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, has a message for him. Tell him, On your own initiative, you sent a letter to the priest Zephaniah, son of Messiah, and to all the other priests and to all the people in Jerusalem. In your letter, you said to Zephaniah, The Lord has made you priest in place of Jehoiada. He has put you in charge of the Lord's temple of controlling any lunatic who pretends to be a prophet. And it is your duty to put any such person in the stocks with an iron collar around his neck. You should have reprimanded Jeremiah, son of Anathoth, who was pretending to be a prophet among you. For he has even sent a message to us here in Babylon. He wrote and told us, You'll be here a long time. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Zephaniah the priest read that letter to the prophet Jeremiah. Then the Lord's message came to Jeremiah. Send a message to all the exiles in Babylon. Tell them, The Lord has spoken about Shimei the Nehelamite. Shimei has spoken to you as a prophet even though I did not send him. He is making you trust on a lie. Because he has done this, the Lord says, I will punish Shemaiah, the Nihalamite, and his whole family. There will, be, there will not be any of them left to experience the good things that I will do for my people. I, the Lord, affirm it, for he counseled rebellion against the Lord. So here we are, reading through this book of Jeremiah. Uh, I'm not sure if you recognized it, if you're familiar with some of the Christian phrases that are sometimes put out or taken out of context. Jeremiah 29:11 is one of the worst. It says, For I know that I what I've planned for you, says the Lord. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. And people use that to say God's always going to do great things and good things. Your life will be easy and, and filled with good things all the time. And here it is. It's right in the middle of Jeremiah telling the people, you're going to be in exile for 70 years. Only after 70 years will God bring some of you back. And he's basically saying, in the meantime, settle down. Don't expect to go back soon. But God does care about you, and he will eventually bring your children basically back. Because everybody hearing this basically is going to die in exile, in captivity. And so we need to understand that God is not promising some kind of sunshine, roses, and lollipops to people. But he is promising that he will care for those who turn to him and trust in him and not believe the lies of the prophets which so often are prophecies about everything will be great, everything will be good, you'll never have to worry or suffer. And God is saying, no, those who trust in him will see their hardship and suffering in life, but can trust in God because God can bring them to a new life, a new life that actually allows them to live with a joy even if they suffer, even with the hope that comes from knowing that Jesus suffered for them. And so that's what leads James in James chapter 4 to tell the people that they need to think differently about how they live and treat each other because they need to live with this new understanding of God's grace and love that leads them to work through hard things in ways that honor God and not to give in to false lies and prophecies around them. James chapter 4. Where do the conflicts and where do the quarrels among you come from? Is it not from this? 
from your passions that battle inside you? You desire and you do not have. You murder and envy and you cannot obtain. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly so you can spend it on your passions. Adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world means hostility toward God? So whoever decides to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Or do you think the scripture means nothing when it says the spirit that God caused to live within us has an envious yearning? But he gives greater greater grace. Therefore it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So submit to God, but resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and make your hearts pure, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and weep. Turn your laughter into mourning and your joy into despair. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak against one another, brothers and sisters. He who speaks against a fellow believer or judges a fellow believer speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but its judge. But there is only one who is a lawgiver and judge the one who is able to save and destroy. On the other hand, who are you to judge your neighbor? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that town and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. You do not know about tomorrow. What is your life like? For you are a puff of smoke that appears for a short time and then vanishes. You ought to say instead, if the Lord is willing, then we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast about your arrogant plans. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows what is good and to do and does not do it is guilty of sin. James is not one to pull his punches. Uh, Similar to Jeremiah, he speaks a pretty strong word. And here is reminding the people, the most important thing to do when you think about God's plans is to humble yourself and say, I will do what God wants me to do and trust him that he has good plans for me. Do I need to know what all those plans are? Do I need to have it all figured out? No, I can trust him because Jesus showed us what God's perfect plan was, and that was to come and save arrogant, sinful people like you and me. And in doing so, to change us to be people who are willing to humble ourselves before the God who's shown us grace. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You were always there. You were always there. Whispering the truth.